You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Hey, Ankeny community, thanks for joining me today. I'm Dr. Eric Pruitt, superintendent of Ankeny Schools, and let's talk about school nutrition. Today's guest is the nutrition director of Ankeny Schools, Scott Litchfield. Scott is a native of Central Iowa and received his bachelor's degree from Iowa State University. Go Cyclones! Before moving to Ankeny in 1999, Scott was the nutrition manager at Mary Greeley Medical Center in Ames. He received his master's of public administration from Drake University. And through all that remains of lifelong Hawkeye fan. Welcome, Scott. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for joining me. And I'm really excited to have you with, with us today. And let's start off with... Why did you want a job in Ankeny? Yeah, absolutely. So um, moved here in 1999 with my wife, Robin, who's been a second grade teacher here for 20 years now, coming up on 20. And she wanted to teach in Ankeny. I followed her down here and followed other career paths. Um, food service always called my name. Again, you mentioned I worked at Mary Greeley Names as a food service manager, and then they were hiring for a director position yeah. for Ankeny Schools. And... Um, knew we were going to have kids in the district, and it just seemed like a good fit at the time. And honestly, I won't go too deep into it, but working in a hospital, you kind of saw the the later life effects of food right. and nutrition right. and maybe some poor choices or just genetic things. And it interested me to come into child nutrition where we could work on preventing what I was seeing in the hospital. So um, that was kind of my thing when I came into it. Nine years into this job now, I get it even more. I've had right. some personal things um, health-wise, and I get it even more. So that's really what brought me here. So you're talking to someone that, uh, when growing up in Indianapolis, Indiana, loved school lunches, especially breakfast. And so in Indianapolis, uh, they had these warm cinnamon buns that I absolutely loved with some really cold chocolate milk. Not the healthiest, but I really loved it, and it hooked me to just loving uh, lunches at uh, my school. But since being in Iowa, I've learned that chili and cinnamon rolls is a thing or has been a thing in Iowa. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it is an Iowa thing. When I travel around, nobody's heard of this, and people that move here from – like you from other places, they're just shocked. Then when they try it, it's good. Um, but yes, from the time I was a kid in school, lunch here in Iowa to now, um, that's still a thing. And kids talk about it and their parents talk about it. And uh, it, that's a huge meal. And breakfast, yeah, I'm, I'm a breakfast guy with you. Okay. I love <laughs> breakfast. I could eat it all meals a day, which is why we serve breakfast sometimes at lunch because there's a lot of kids who like right. that. Absolutely. Um, and I would, that's one thing I was going to ask you. So school lunch, was that, that was one of your fondest memories. School lunch and recess. And recess. Yes. It hasn't changed. So I, I ate a lot <laughs> and worked it off during recess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that has not changed. I have two kids in the district. And hey, how was the day? It was, well, with the exception of my 13-year-old who doesn't get recess anymore. Right. My 10-year-old, is. it was recess and lunch. Best part, lunch and recess. Right. Sometimes recess comes before lunch, depending <laughs> on what we're serving. But um, but nothing's changed in all these years. Absolutely. And so when people think about nutrition, you know, you had mentioned um, serving uh, individuals later in life. 
But when people think about nutrition, you know, what do you want our parents um, and students that be, may be listening to, to really think about when they um, consider nutrition and uh, s- school food? That's, that's, that's the number one question. I get that a lot. Just what do you want people to know? What, what I really want people to know is the school lunch program hasn't changed a whole lot. It's about teaching kids about healthy eating fruits and vegetables. We have requirements we have to put on the tray and we try to find vegetables that kids will like. Um, But it's truly the programs made up to serve kids foods that hopefully they'll get used to and it will have them help them have a long life. Whole grains, fruits, vegetables, low fat milks. um, That's truly the big thing when people wonder about, well, what do you do? We do watch calorie requirements. Um, As you know, we've talked about before, the USDA gives us all our rules and regulations, but truly it's you know, Ankeny, lifetime of personal success. That's right. We're a huge part of that. And if we can teach kids to eat healthy um, and be well through their lives, that's that's the number one thing I want people to know is we care about your kids and we want them to hopefully have a long life ahead of them and not end up in Mary Greeley Medical Center someday. Right. One of my first memories when I transitioned here to Ankeny um, is you put me at Northview on a – line where we were distributing meals to families. Yeah. So can yep. you talk about our summer program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're right, we're right in the meat of it right now. We're about two weeks in. So, you know, if everybody remembers a couple of years ago, we had this pandemic that came along and we had to change our service, what we were doing. <laughs> Kids weren't in school, but there was a need for food. So the USDA helped us. We started doing a curbside service, helping families out, knowing money was tight, food was tight. So we were able to hand meals out. Well, that continued for the last two summers. Prior to that, we had never handed out summer meals before. The USDA gave us some leeway on how we did it. Well, now this year, we're back into kind of the older rules, um, which is why we're not serving from schools. We're actually serving at Crestbrook Park here in Ankeny, and we're serving at Autumn Ridge Mobile Home Park. Um, i got to give a shout-out to Nick Lennox, who's with the city, that allowed us to serve um, at Crestbrook. We're doing about 100 kids a day, 100 meals, 100 kids. And at Autumn Ridge, we're doing about 50 meals. And uh, Lisa down there has been wonderful in letting us in, too. So a little bit different from the past. It's not a grab-and-go. Kids that come, any 18 and under, all kids are welcome. doesn't matter where you're from. I don't care if you came in from California, came in from anywhere, you're welcome to come eat with us. Um, 18 years and younger, you just have to stay and eat it. Uh, Today's a little bit different. We had a heat advisory. So they do give us some leeway to let kids grab and go. So we'll let you know that if kids come out. But uh, it's been well received. And I think, you know, Eric, honestly, one of the big things that I learned over the last few years, excuse me, we talk about need. Yeah. Well, need changed in my mind. It wasn't just... Well, we don't have as much money, so we haven't, you know, we can use this program. It was parents who had their kids at home who were taxed mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, and this was one thing to take with my air quotes off their plate by giving them a meal that they didn't have to prepare. Yeah. And I think that's what drove me into the summer program this year. I said, okay, we just need to do this. There's still a, a need um, in this community. And we've had, a, we have a lot of kids just, showing up from the neighborhoods with their friends to have lunch and 
um, parents that are appreciative that there's a meal. It may not always be everybody's favorites, yeah. but um, but people seem really appreciative. So I'm glad we were able to do it this year. No, I'm really glad we were able to continue that program for our community. Um, you had mentioned the USDA. And so mm-hmm. can you tell our audience around how our nutrition program is funded and w- what should we expect moving into the 22-23 school year that may be slightly different from how parents paid for lunches last year versus this upcoming school year? Yep, great question. And there will be some big changes. Um, As I said, when COVID hit in March of 20, meals went to free for everybody, breakfast and lunch for every single student in Ankeny. Um, We are going back to pre-COVID days where meals will have to be paid for. There'll still be a free and reduced program. So families will complete an application. Those applications will be ready usually the end of July. Sometimes the USDA is a little slower. It might be early August. But families complete an application every year. Um, They fill out income. And then based on the guidelines, uh, if they qualify for free meals, we're back to where we were two years ago. They get free meals. Um, Funding is, is... we are, we're funded by the USDA. We're funded by, we're a federal program. Okay. So I think a lot of, I, I hear comments about, well, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Absolutely, there's not. Um, you know, tax dollars support our government. Right. And those tax dollars have come back to help us feed kids. Um, I think our legislators get it. I talk to them a lot about that yeah. as part of the School Nutrition Association. <laughs> and we are 100% federally funded. Uh, there has been some talk at the state level here in Iowa, and there's a lot of states, even though the federal government's not going to continue free meals next year, there are a lot of states that are going to continue free meals. Right. Iowa is having conversations um, about maybe funding breakfast. I don't know if it'll happen, but, uh, but I don't know that there's a better place you can put money than feeding kids. So if I'm a parent that yeah. pre-COVID um, – was was typically a, a family that had to pay or had reduced lunches. What do I have to do? Do, do I have to load money? Do I have to send my uh, child to school with money? W- what sure. should parents that, that may be new or haven't experienced this for the past three years, what should they know about how to pay for lunches if they're paid or reduced? Absolutely. Nope. And that's, that's going to be imperative going into this next year to know how to do that. So we have a system, and it's on our webpage, really easy access through ankenyschools.org. You can go to the nutrition site, and it's called In-Touch Receiving. Mm -hmm. You'll see Pay for Meals. That will take you to a login. You can log in and add money to your child's lunch account. Um, I I would encourage people to do that sooner than later because this August comes in, and school crops up really quick, and you kind of forget about it. And one thing about Ankeny that we started – Five years ago now, I can't remember exactly, but we feed kids whether there's money in their account or not. Okay. They get a meal. I will touch on a la carte. That's a separate purchase. You do have to have money in your account for a child to purchase a la carte. That would be a bottle of water. Okay. Um, But with the, but anything that's a meal, and we talk to the kids about meals and we have it on our website. Um, I, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but the prices, the web, the prices for meals are out on our website. Um, but yeah, uh, any kid that comes through our lines will get a meal, Yeah, breakfast or lunch, money in their account or not, they get a meal. We don't say anything to them. 
We don't say anything. Well, you need to get money. We don't say that. Okay. Um, we've trained our staff. We know as adults, that's not a kid issue. Right. That's an adult issue that we work through as adults. Um, but just be reassured. And, and I know you came last year, so you haven't seen all this here. But, uh, yeah, every kid that walks through that needs a meal, they get a meal. They get one. Yep. They get one. Can you tell our audience, with your background and your training, why is eating breakfast, lunch so important to how we educate our kids and their success in our in our district? Uh, great question. Um, so this past year, I've kind of taken a new thought process on some of that. Um, I used to, when I was learning this business in school nutrition, I talked about, you know, we feed kids so they can learn. It's true. It's a byproduct. Makes sense. If you're full, you learn. We all know as adults, we need food to keep our minds going and keep our bodies going. But honestly, this past year, I've had kind of an overhaul thought of this. We feed kids because they're hungry. There's a lot of good byproducts of that. Right. They'll sleep better. They'll learn better. Behavioral problems go down. So to kind of circle back to your question about breakfast and lunch, we know that the kids who get meals... A good meal, breakfast, lunch, not a bunch of snacks throughout the day, but a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we know behavior problems go down. Um, Travis Busby was a principal at Northwest when I started here. And I have lots of conversations with the principals because they help me kind of direct where, where does our program need to go. And I said, Travis, talk to me about breakfast, talk to me about behavior problems. He said, Scott, there's three questions I ask if there's a behavior problem with a child. I never get past the first two. How much sleep did you get, and what did you have for breakfast? He said, I never get past that because I find my answer as to why there was a behavior problem in those two. Um, we work with the teachers relentlessly, yeah. and I tell them, call me. We'll figure out if a kid's showing up late to school, if whatever. They've got, they're hungry. And the realization is in Ankeny, it's kind of hard to see um, sometimes. <coughs> but our teachers know at 10 o'clock when they're losing a student, and my wife's a second grade teacher, right. I bounce a lot of stuff off of her, um, when they're losing students that aren't paying attention, well, lunch may not be for an hour, hour and a half. That's an hour and a half of learning loss. So they work with those parents to get them there and get, get breakfast in them. So we feed kids because they're hungry, but the byproduct is we get them for a full learning day yeah. if we can get food in them. And the, the other reality, and Eric, you've worked in a lot of different places. You know, you've seen this. Um, Breakfast may be the only meal they've had since they were at school the day before for right. lunch. Absolutely. And if it was a Monday, God only knows what, what they had for meals during the weekend. Yeah. So our staff get that. And it's it's just it's imperative that we just keep the program going and getting stuff they want to eat. Is there an education component for our students uh, in, in conjunction with the food that they receive? Um, and if so, what does that look like for our, our students and our staff? So, yes, there's absolutely an education piece to it. We have a license, registered licensed dietitian with us. Um, her name's Susan Carlson. She's been with us for two years, but she's worked in the district for like 10. <clears throat> her job, and you're going to see even more of it this year um, as we're going through goals for next year, is to be more involved with classrooms, students, putting out videos, putting out um, communications, to parents, we had a conversation the other day, and I said, you know, I said, teaching kids to eat well is fine. That, that's fine. We've got to do it. But if their parents don't buy into it at home, 
I said, we really have an issue. We're not going to change behaviors. So I challenged Susan and said, how do we get to the parents? We're a federally, federally funded program to, make, to help kids learn a lifetime personal success and learn how to eat right. How, how can we get to the parents? Right. Because if we can change the behaviors at home, I mean, we only get them for a meal a day. And, and you know, let's, let's be real. Ankeny is the franchise restaurant capital of the world, it seems like, mm-hmm. for a reason. These places are making money. People go there. Life's busy. So how can we educate parents and teach them how to have time at home to have those healthy foods? And, you know, we hired Chef Joe. Right. That was my next question. Uh, you, you, um, last summer when we initially met, you talked about being really proud of the fact that you were able to hire the district's first executive chef. And so can you tell our listeners who he is, what he does, and how does that benefit our nutrition program? Yeah, absolutely. So we were really excited to have Chef Joe come on. Um, He's been in school nutrition for, I think this is his fifth year. Um, He worked for another district prior to coming here. And the USDA has a lot of requirements. Sodium, we watch sodium. We watch saturated fats, um, calories. So your typical chef may not always look at that stuff, but with him and our dietitian Susan, they're really working on that to figure out how do we make palatable, recognizable items for kids that they want to eat. And I know some parents look at the menus and they're like, what are you guys doing? Hopefully this coming year, and I don't even, I shouldn't even say hopefully because it's, it's going to happen. I, Joe's been working on a lot of recipes that are recognizable yep. that kids will like. Um, I'm going to touch on just a couple really quick because I got to give a shout out to my man. He's yeah. been working hard. He, he brought us some burnt ends okay. yesterday, pork burnt ends, these barbecue burnt ends. And I said, come on, man. Do those really meet? Can we make this? He's like, yeah. And Susan, so I look automatically look at our dietitian, and I'm like, does this meet? She's like, yeah, it works within. So we're trying to get more stuff out there. Like I said, just that's kind of not your normal. Now, we know breaded chicken, it's always going to be number one. Right. But before you talk about breaded Sorry. chicken, I, I just need to know, uh, yeah. when will the burnt ends be served? <laughs> In September. <laughs> give me those days in uh, I'm at one of my schools. <laughs> so, and I'm going to give you the whole menu because we talked about this the other day. I said burn ends, it's going to be a cornbread muffin, it's going to be coleslaw, baked beans, and then milk goes with every meal. Right. And I said, can we make that work? And they're and like, and then a nap. And then, oh, and then a nap, absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't matter. A little, just a 15 minute, yes. Um, but yeah, I, one of my exciting pieces is I wanted, I would like to get more adults eating with us. Okay. Because, again, I think kids do what they see. Oh, right now we don't have very many staff members eating with us. I get it. I mean, I'm an adult, and you look at school, and it's like, eh, chicken nuggets, maybe, maybe not. Um, but like last year, we added roasted cauliflower. We added these roasted seasoned green beans to the menu, and the response from elementary through high school was unreal. Right. And the response from the adults was amazing. So... We're trying to go down that direction. When people look at our stuff and say, ah, you're very processed food, we're working on it. It takes a while, but yeah. we're getting there. And, yes, I will bring you over a sample because we, we need people to quality control this stuff. Absolutely. And, um, and, I, and I volunteer myself. <laughs> You'll take one for the team. I will. I will. <laughs> Can you talk about uh, Try It Thursdays? What is that and you know, what, what's going on on Thursdays? Absolutely. So there's a lot of school districts doing this out there. It's not just our idea. I'll give credit to everybody. Um, it's honestly to to introduce kids to something they may not have experienced before. 
Typically, it's fruits and vegetables. Sometimes it might be something we're going to put on the menu that we want them just to kind of see their reaction to. We actually did at one of the summer programs yesterday, we did radishes. Seems like a pretty basic thing, but the number of kids that don't eat, have never tried a radish, they liked it. We had about 50 kids at Autumn Ridge, and the response was really good. Like, this is good. So that's kind of the point of Try It Thursday, to put something in front of kids they've never had. I know we've been successful when I get emails from parents saying, my kids told me I had to buy raspberries. (laughs) That's great. Scott, do you know how expensive raspberries are? (laughs) I do. They're like, my kids loved them. I'm like, good. If they liked it, then they'll keep eating it. So, And I'd say the strangest thing we've ever tried at Try It Thursday was a kumquat, which I had never had. It looks like a little orange, like really tiny bite-sized orange. And... If you just chew on the, you eat the whole thing, the peel and everything. Yeah. You pop it in, and the peel is bitter beyond belief, but you got to keep chewing, and then all of a sudden it gets sweet. And when we did that three years ago, the kids went crazy for it. <laughs> now, I will say kumquats, that's one I, I don't even buy for home because they are really pricey, and they're yeah. very seasonal, but, uh, but it's fun. The kids get excited about it. The teachers are passionate about it, and the parents seem to like it, so... So I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity to brag so I, because I know that you're really proud of many of the things that we did this past school year. Can you talk about the number of meals that were served you know, by day, week, month, uh, across, uh, by year across our, our entire district? Yeah, absolutely. So we did last year, um, I'm just going to go by, per day, we were doing about 8,000 meals a day across the district. Now that's just meals. Mm-hmm. Um, when you add in second entrees that kids buy, it's the amount of food that we bring in is amazing. Um, and the amount of food that, you know, it's funny. Somebody told me, well, it's just cooking chicken nuggets. And then I had another parent said, yeah, but it's cooking chicken nuggets for 800 kids right? and making them still crispy. And it, there's, there's an art to it. And, uh, <clears throat> um, so for the year we did, I think we ended up lunch-wise about 1.1 million meals in the wow. district. Um, and that was all summer, the handout meals and throughout. Um, our participation percentage for meals across the district went from about 50% when you take elementary all the way K through 12 to about 70% wow. when meals went to being free. That's huge. Yeah. Now, there's another piece of that in my mind, which is what I'm always watching. Did they eat those meals? Yeah. Because my challenge to our chef, Joe, and everybody is, okay, I'm glad they're taking meals. They're free. Who doesn't like a free meal? Even if it's your parents' money, to- usually right. buying it. Um, did they eat the stuff on the tray? Or did they throw half of it away? And so that's the thing. we I learn a lot from trash cans. Okay. I hate waste. Don't like it. I know I get emails from parents about it. Um, and I'm proud of the direction we're going because I think we're going to see less and less waste because the stuff on the tray is going to be stuff kids just can't do without. Yeah. So that's the goal. Yeah. You, you, you talked about our kitchens in our schools. Can you, t- can you share with our audience how meals are prepared for our students at each school? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Because these aren't prepackaged no meals that are in a warmer and or under a lamp. No way um, to be used, right? No. So when I came here nine years ago, we had three production kitchens, and I think we had 
we opened Centennial the year I came here. So we had 15 schools and three kitchens were making all the food and shipping them out. I'm a restaurant guy. I came from catering and restaurants and I'm like, ah, I wouldn't eat that. Mm-hmm. Hold it for three hours and serve it. So my goal when I got here was fre- it, it, fresh food. I want stuff to come out hot. I want chicken to be crispy. I want it to be, I had fifth graders not eating chicken nuggets. And I'm like, why aren't you guys eating this? Have you tried it? I said, no, I tried one. I'm like, oh, it sat for way too long. It's not crispy. So we are now out of our 16 schools, not including the Terrace um, preschool. We are at 12, 12 and a half. Parkview is my half because they cook one of their entrees there. The other one comes from um, Ankeny High School. So 12 and a half schools are cooking fresh food right there, putting it in the oven, batch cooking it. You know, first and second, kindergarten and first graders come in, they get fresh food. Wow. Next two grades come in, we're cooking while we're serving, and it comes out of the oven and goes out to the kids. Wow. So that was the goal, the quality. So can you talk to, you know, who makes the magic happen at our school? You know, who, who are the people putting put, putting the ingredients together, putting the food in front of our kids? You know, who are these people that are feeding our, our children every single day? So it is your neighbors. It's the moms and dads of the kids. It's the grandpas and grandmas. Um, we have about 80 staff members who make this happen day in and day out. Uh, they have a passion for what they do. Mm. You're not going to get filthy rich doing school nutrition, but I tell our staff, and they know it. They're like, these kids fill my bucket. Mm-hmm. When they come through, this is about, you talk recess and lunch, right? right? Right. I have fond memories of the lunch staff growing up. I gave them a hard time. They gave me a hard time. <laughs> it was a great relationship, and it was a one time during the day. It was just, it wasn't about studying. It wasn't about, and so our staff, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. They make it go, yeah. period. There's no without them, and they work short-staffed. They come in, it doesn't matter what's going on, and they know how important it is, and they, they get it. Can you speak to the, the the different members of a school team? So w- what comprises that team at our respective schools? Yep. So we have a team lead at every school, and they're responsible for forecasting, which just means, hey, I'm predicting what we're going to serve down the road on this date. They're um, responsible for ordering all the food, and they order from about five different vendors to come in from different places at different times. Um, they're responsible for the cooking of everything. They're really responsible for everything. They're running a restaurant okay. when it's all said and done. And then there's different team members that support every which way. I mean, we're doing dishes. We're serving. We're running cash registers. Uh, one of the biggest challenges is getting kids through, as many kids as we have in a, in a, a quick time, and keeping a smile on our faces. But, um, yeah, at the elementaries, there's three people serving and all the way up to the high school where we have eight people working in the kitchen, um, eight or nine people, depending on the day. And I will just say to anybody listening to this, it, it's heart. Their yeah. hearts are in it every second of every day. Yeah. So I, I just want to uh, give a shout out to all of our nutrition staff Thank you. Uh, at Central Office and at all of our schools. Really appreciate everything that you do for our kids during the summer and during the the school day, um, thank you for what you do. Thank and you. So for those um, those people out there that are listening to this podcast that may have a passion for nutrition and supporting our kids, 
I think we're hiring. And so, you know, what can be done? What, what should someone do if they're interested in um, working for nutrition services in Ankeny? Sure. So we will, after the 1st of July, which starts our new year, we'll get positions posted out there. <clears throat> and the beauty of the positions that food service does is you can be with your kids a lot of times in the morning. And then when they get home from school, you're there for them afterwards. The hours seem to be very conducive to a stay at someone who just needs to get out of the house for a little while. Mm -hmm. But coming in July after July 1st, we ha I think we have a job fair on July 14th um, for hiring. And if you don't want to commit full-time Monday through Friday, and it's not even full-time, you can work a four-hour shift, yep. you can work a five-hour shift. Um, if you don't want to commit to that schedule Monday through Friday, you can be a sub for us, which means you can tell us on Fridays, I don't want to work. Um, and we're flexible about where people work and what schools they work in. And, uh, it's, it's a good environment. And I think along with the rest of the district and you, you've changed this, the culture in this district has changed mm. and it's a very supportive when you go into schools, you're part of that school and part of that family. Absolutely. And it hasn't always been like that. So it's a neat experience right now. And so for those that are interested, we're having a job fair in Northview Middle School on Thursday, July 14th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have full and part-time positions available, and those positions consist of um, nutrition services, uh, custodians, special ed, education subs, and classroom subs. And so, Scott, as you think about the 22-23 uh, school year, what are you most excited about? With regards to nutrition services, what can we be looking forward to for for our kids? I think um, the new items that are going to be on the menu. I think kids will be really excited about this. Um, I think parents may be excited and want to eat with us too. Um, so I really think the change from more, hey, this is a frozen product to cooking it, to hey, this is this is a legit protein that we're going to cook from raw take a pork loin and we're going to break it down right. and make pull. That's what I think is really, and really we've put an emphasis on fresh, okay. fresh food, fresh vegetables, fresh, um, fresh fruits. And so I'm really excited about the changes that chef Joe's working on making for us. And, um, hopefully there's food available. Yeah. That that's a big question. And sometimes our menus change because supply chain, supply chain issues. Yeah. And that will continue. I've been told for quite a while, um, and I got to give one shout out because I know we talk about all our staff. Heather McBride, who works with me, she's our specialist operations. We couldn't have survived this past two years without her mm. because we order stuff and it doesn't come in on the truck mm. that we're supposed to be serving. And she's the one that goes out and finds, here's a sub that meets all the federal guidelines that we can still serve. And it's, it's a good product. So Heather has spent her entire two years pretty much finding us food. Um, so thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. And so I want to thank our special guest, Scott Litchfield, the Nutrition Director for Ankeny Schools, for joining us on this episode of We Are Ankeny. I'd also like to thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Summer Nutrition. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 